We ready? We ready to talk no. about possible war criminals? Uh, mm, we'll war see. War crimes. Don't make war crimes. Ooh, that's not what I wanted. Stop it. Nick, give me the war crimes. All right, I'm waiting. I want the war crimes. I don't do these introductions unless you want to what's do an the best, what's, what, what's the best? What's the best war crime, Nick? Um, I'd consider civilians. Like, <laughs> Oh. What, do you not, what, are you telling me you actually like civilians? They do seem to get in the way of wars. Exactly. All right. There'd be no civilian, civilian casualties if you just got rid of the civilians. It's this is like saying that birds are the leading cause of death on earth, and the argument is every other planet doesn't have birds, so that means every other planet doesn't. I, I say all this as I realize that this is being recorded and will go on our uh, unedited. Uh, for the record, I Nick, do not actually condone war crimes. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I present to you, jury of drunken opinion. I is I, the one and only Nick. Uh, we wish there was on none personally. Uh, we wish there was a nun. I mean, or none. <laughs> eh. I've never met an attractive nun, but we'll end that story now. Uh, <laughs> introduce yourselves. Well, <laughs> you've obviously never seen the sounds of music. <laughs> yes, because they were real nuns. Yeah. yeah. I'm Jeff. I'm uh, I'm big boy, big honker, big dick gang, Adam. Oh. That usually means that they have a small penis, so they have yeah. to talk up their dick this yeah. much. Ask Nick about my penis size. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I've tried so hard to block that out, and you just keep bringing it up. <laughs> to be fair, that I don't usually bring it up. <sighs> Christ. <coughs> uh, all right. What are we drinking today before we dive headfirst into this man? Usually the host yeah. starts with oh, his yeah. alcohol. Oh, well, I'm, I'm drinking Bud Light, and I have <laughs> a, a multitude of expensive liquors next to me that we'll see if I get to and how really sloshed I want to be. Ah, uh, I can see that. Stupid bitch. <laughs> Damn. Such a cunt. <laughs> Going in. Uh, I am drinking Bush Diesel. Oh, and then I'm going to have this last sampler. I'd commit a war crime for a Bush Diesel right now. Talking about war crimes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking about war crimes, Nazi Germany. Wait, did Adam give his? Nope. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am drinking uh, apple rum mixed with ginger ale. Uh, fun fact. This sitting cup, on your desk for two days? This cup, which is over half full, has been sitting on my desk since the last recording. God, that is disgusting. Nick, it's been like 48 hours. Oh, yeah, so that is true, hasn't it? <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Well, kind All of right. gross. It is. All right. So allow me to speak to the jury. <clears throat> all right. I did not peer review this at all. We're fucking, <laughs> we're fucking running with it. Ladies and drunks of the jury, today I would like to discuss Johannes Erwin Eugene Rommel, the Desert Fox. Erwin Rommel was arguably the best German tank commander during the war, with his theories and strategies still being studied today. Hitler considered Rommel one of his best generals. He was often referred to as Hitler's general. Uh, man managing to pull victory from the jaws of defeat and his ability to inspire his men was almost legendary. 
I am here to show that not only was Rommel an amazing tactician, but a good man who was willing to do anything for his family and country, even if it meant standing up to a madman. Uh, we'll, we'll actually be covering both sides of this argument today. Unlike last time, uh, Rommel is not as clean cut a figure as Benedict Arnold was. Uh, so you mentioned that he was like arguably the best tank commander. Yes. In the German army. Yes. Um, well, from the fact that I can't think of any others and I guarantee you the general population probably wouldn't be able to list any, I would have to agree. Well, yeah, the others sucked. Trial closed. The, the, the others sucked. But really, the argument comes down to who was best, Rommel, Montgomery, or Patton. Uh, that's where the arguments come down to. Uh, Montgomery is probably, I personally would toss Montgomery into the third in that list because he was just a little too cautious. But granted, it was Rommel who made him become that cautious. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um Personally, when it comes down to who's the best tank commander during World War II, it is between Rommel and Patton. Uh, with Patton being extremely, uh, basically, foot to the floor. Um, I, the, the term slips me. Um, go fast now. Yes, basically. Patton was go fast now, attack, attack, attack. Whereas Rommel, because he Aggressive? was on the defensive so much. Aggressive, thank you. Because Rommel was so was on the defense so much during the war. Uh, he, and he had, was always shorthanded, never had enough ammo, never had enough fuel. Uh, he was more tactile and uh, had to pick and choose his battles more carefully. So therefore it, it really comes to those two. I'm not a military tactician. I am not a, I'm a, I'm a novice military historian who finds this all fascinating. All right. I'm kind of excited because World War II yeah, um, exactly. The fight, the fight on in Af- North, North Africa, Africa is North something Africa is I know. Very interesting thing. It's the thing that I know basically yeah. nothing about. Um, I I talk a little bit about it. Um, again, this is this isn't going to be a podcast on the tactics of Rommel or everything he's ever done in battle. Uh, just to give you a little taste, if you want to look into that, um, there are plenty of books on the North African campaign. Um. Let's start it off. What do you guys know about Erwin Rommel? Outside of him being the Desert Fox and being a tank commander. And everything I've just said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, all that stuff I knew. But outside of that, I don't fucking know a damn thing. All right. Adam, do you know anything about Erwin Rommel? Um, so I learned about him in Hamilton. No, how do you, I was about to say, how <laughs> the hell does that make sense? God damn, they just had everyone in Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, right? God um why do we even send kids to school yeah how does that make them watch hamilton <laughs> i know nothing all right uh i've well, never heard of this man until today all right we're we gonna bring up hamilton in every jury of drunken opinion probably probably <laughs> just yeah, to probably. make Nick angry <laughs> then the next one i'm sure he's he's gonna be in hamilton too the next one might be robert e lee because that that is a very interesting figure in history i know more about robert e lee from Knights at the Museum than I do from Hamilton, I but I do, <laughs> I do know about him from both. I actually, how was Lee in Hamilton? No, he said the Knights at the Museum. Oh, and, thought, well, I, he's also in Hamilton. How is he in Hamilton? He's, he's in Hamilton. <laughs> that, 
That was, what the fuck is Hamilton about? There, yeah, there might have so, been some overlap, but not that much. No, like, because everyone wanted Hamilton to, uh, or Hamilton wanted to be the general for a like for that. But instead, Nick, we're Washington, just gonna have to get together and watch Hamilton. Apparently, yeah. yeah also, and, I, those instead, are two different wars, like a hundred years apart. Instead, or, Washington chose Robert E. Lee. Ro- Robert E. Lee wasn't alive during the American Civil War. Or American Revolution. Robert E. Lee was a Civil War general for the Confederates. Oh, Charles Lee. Never mind. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That. Yeah. That's the guy from uh, Assassin's Creed. I'm glad that we could go confuse me on both fronts and then fix it. I'm actually quite happy, and I'm proud of both of you. <laughs> I knew Adam was wrong because that those timelines didn't make sense. Also, Hamilton sucked as a general, and an, like as a soldier in general. He. I think he did actually. I think Hamilton, he some guys. Hamilton wasn't so, a soldier. He led so some does this, raid. Does this tie he in led some, Rommel? No, no, no not at <laughs> all. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's actually get there. Um, <clears throat> have peace, peace-sized brain, so. Erwin Rommel was born on November 15th, 1891, in the kingdom of Württemberg, southern Germany, then part of the German Empire. <clears throat> This was that weird time after German unification when Wilhelm II, Wilhelm II had just become emperor and was beginning to fuck everything that his father, Wilhelm I, Otto von Bismarck, had done to bring the clusterfuck that was the German kingdoms together. Uh, he started the naval pissing battle with Britain that inevitably led to World War I. But uh, Yes, fuck with the boats. That yes. always ends well. Yeah, especially with British boats. That typically goes well. Uh, but was it, is, is Germany the ones that created a boat and named like built the same way of a British boat and like named it the same yeah. yep. and sent yep. it and out? And that was during World like, War One. Yep. Yeah, that was like, during World the, War One. Yep. And like the and first then it ran day, into yeah, that boat. Yeah. It ran the first boat it ran into was the exact boat from Britain. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was up. Germany, and I'm pretty sure it was World War One. Uh, all right. Uh, but World War One was where Rommel would get his start as a German officer. He would serve in France, Italy, and Romania. At one point, he captured 9,000 Italians with 150 men, losing six. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. Well, remember, the Italians have never been good at war. <laughs> yeah, that adds up. <laughs> they've, they've gotten their shit rocked in both world wars. <laughs> what the words you're saying to me do, in fact, add up. <laughs> Why would you need to be good at a war when you can make cannolis? <laughs> Because you might no longer be able to make cannolis. No, no, no. <laughs> I bet I bet you the Italians would have done better more if they just baked and then went to the front lines with the baked goods. Or, or maybe if they were happy. able to unify as a country for more than five minutes at one no, point just, during the course of 200 years. You just have to bake. It'd be, it'd be really cool if they could, you know, unify you for five minutes. have to bake goods when i say the italians <laughs> i mean like people from the kingdom in florence the kingdom of fucking venice like it was just a fucking shit show italy italy is all italy is worse than the germans at unification um and that's saying a lot uh, uh he would do this m- multiple times in his career winning battles and taking positions with a fraction of the men the opposition had <sighs> he would end the war at the rank of captain and earning the Pour le mérite, 
it sounds French, but it's German and it confuses my brain. Uh, a high Prussian order metal thing. Uh, like the Medal of Honor or the Silver Star, but not because it was kind of like a knightly order for the Kingdom of Prussia, even though the Kingdom of Prussia was now Germany. It doesn't yeah. make sense because yeah, German unification it, sucks. Yeah, there's a lot of those though between yeah. World War One, World War Two. Yeah, because yeah, because you have like G- German unification, even though each kingdom still has its fucking and then orders. You just, it and then you got your SS and well, that, their we'll, rankings. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the SS and the how the SS is fucking stupid. Um, and hung. Uh, Did you say and hung? Yeah. Not not that hung, not the fun hung, the not fun hung. Uh, well, it depends on how hung. Like, there's that middle uh, ground of like being not hung is not fun, and then being hung is fun, and then being overly hung is no longer over, fun. Very overly hung, very overly hung. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, after World War One, Rommel held multiple positions of command in the Reichsheer, uh, the Weimar Republic's peacetime army. <clears throat> he led the quelling of several riots throughout the country during the late teens. Uh, a huge thing that you need to remember is Germany and specifically the German army got absolutely, absolutely bent over, uh, by the treaty of Versailles. Ah, uh, yes. The yeah, wonderful the treaty, of treaty of Versailles. Oh yeah. Adam, Adam what do you know about the treaty of Versailles? <laughs> uh, I know it's a treaty and it happened in Versailles. He's not wrong. I'm going to put not wrong. He's not. But did wasn't up. the Treaty of Versailles the thing that made Captain America and Tony Stark fight each other? I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I hate this guy. I, I learned all about it in Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Captain yeah. America Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, to, to sum it up and make it pretty easy, uh Treaty of Versailles basically just financially fucked Germany forever. Uh <laughs> Germany actually finished paying the reparations of the Treaty of Versailles in 2010. Uh, Sorry, not forever. For like 80 plus years. <laughs> for like over 100 years. <laughs> was it? Oh, yeah. It was, it was so, 108 yeah. years. It would have been 108 years it took them to pay back the Treaty of Versailles. Yeah. Because World War One ended in 18, or 1918. It's 108 oh, that, would years. Be under, that would be under 100. It would have been 2018 I, to be 100. Oh, 98 years. Whatever. 92? Yeah. 92. 92. Yeah, Nick, you're fucking wrong. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> it took a long fucking time for them to pay it off, but they paid it off. Um, basically, the Treaty of Versailles sucked uh, because it was basically a pissing match between England, France, and England and France with the U.S. backing out because Woodrow Wilson uh, sucks. Uh if and you're gonna have a pissing match, does it start from like your toes or it where went across your dick English is? Chan- no, it went across the English Channel. So does it start from where your to- like from where you're standing or where your dick ends? No, it's the it's the first because, person to piss across the English Channel. Because if you're yeah, that hung, person, that if, person gets to reinstitute prima nocta. If you're very hung, then it's an easy time for you, <laughs> but not the fun hung. Or that uh, would be the fun hung. It depends. I'm, I'm it depends. <laughs> Um, You'll learn about it in Hamilton. I've fine. gone from <laughs> I've gone from completely confused, like or sorry, I've gone from just understanding what's happening to completely confused. <laughs> way too many times for how long we've been recording already. In short, in short, the Treaty of Versailles, which in short, dictated you learn the peace. About it when you watch Hamilton, That's the, the, the the peace terms of the Treaty of Versailles, which ended World War One, the Germans had absolutely no say, absolutely none in what happened. Um, 
less say than the Austrians, even though the Austrians tactically kind of started the war. Um, anyway, part of the treaty was a hard limit on uh, was a hard was the hard limit of one hundred thousand arm one hundred thousand men in the German army. So the the Reich sheer hundred thousand men. For comparison, in eighteen seventy one, the German army was five hundred thousand, and at the beginning of nineteen fourteen the beginning of the war it was almost four million 3.8 to be exact so um the the german army got fucked and also they were like limited to like two tanks a 22 caliber pistol and like a fucking ramrod uh for the cannon they didn't even get the cannon they just got the ramrod uh the german the german army got gutted and they were not happy to say the least Rommel was lucky. He was one of the few officers who maintained his commission and would even get promoted to head a couple of military academies. Um, he was still very upset with the treaty, and as the army was a huge part of German pride, Rommel was one prideful German. Uh, <clears throat> uh, in 1937, Rommel published In, in, in Infantry Greift an. Uh, uh, you say it angrier, and then sorry, you'll get it I, right. Greift. No, in, in, infantry greift an. I feel like that sounds better. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, you gotta be angry to speak German. Uh, Truth. Otherwise, in English, infantry so, attacks. Sorry, I was trying to calculate how much of their army they got to keep. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> 2.6%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they also lost, like, a third of their territory, like, pre-existing from before the war. Poland got reestablished. Do you know how much territory you need to lose to reestablish Poland? At least yeah. the size of Poland. Granted, Poland gets Yet also... Yet again, he's coming Poland at dis- it, right? <laughs> Poland disappears, like, every five minutes also. So, the... Ah, yes, infantry attacks, which detailed his experiences throughout the war. It was a hit around the world and made him a wealthy and famous man. Uh, this, along with his military genius, put him on Hitler's radar. And in February 1937, Hitler made him liaison with the Hitler Youth, uh, the army liaison with the Hitler Youth. Um, the Hitler Youth was kind of like the Boy Scouts, but if the Boy Scouts taught you how to use an MP40 and to hate the Jews. Um... Isn't that what the Boy Scouts do? Uh, I wish they taught you how to use an MP40. Uh, I'm happy they don't take shit to hate the Jews. Uh, <laughs> Rommel. Oh, God. Rommel. Rommel. <laughs> that comparison got me. <laughs> oh, Lordy. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Uh, oh, a fun fact also. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know. Um, a lot of the high ups in World War II for Germany came from being high ups in world war one like Hitler yeah. just recruited fucking everyone yeah back. pretty much he's like we're gonna uh, do it again but we're gonna do it right and then yeah. still lost we're gonna do, not right we're gonna do it again but we're going to commit way more war crimes <laughs> yes pretty much um <clears throat> see i'm yeah. sorry uh, god damn it uh rommel <laughs> would butt heads quite a bit with several of the diehard nazi leaders in hitler youth uh see Rommel I like to think that the leaders of the Hitler Youth are just some like volunteer dads. <laughs> <laughs> just 
just volunteer counselor chaperones. I, I also really like that idea, but they were all pretty much colonels in the SS. <laughs> so I tried. It'd be a, it'd be a much nicer Hitler Youth. Um, uh, so Rommel liked Hitler, and he thought Hitler was would be a good for Germany, uh, and because Hitler and Rommel were both very anti-Treaty of Versailles. Um, but Rommel was not a sycophant, and he didn't like a lot of the sycophantum sycophantism in the Nazi Party and in the Hitler Youth. Uh, and so, as people Youth who don't literally know big words, what the fuck does that mean? What? So, as people who don't know big words, what the fuck does that sycophantism? Mean? Sycophant. Basically, you you have your leader or whatever, and you you I you put him on the pedestal like a god. And oh, you okay. go so, literally like a god for, king almost. Yes, you almost. Yeah, um, like the pope. Um, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Because he no might yet. Does. He hold on, Nick. He yet again might be onto something. No, <laughs> he's onto it, but he falls short because <laughs> no one in the Catholic Church thinks the pope is god, <laughs> and he's not a king. Uh. So and uh, Hitler Youth was literally there to indoctrinate kids, um, like the Pope. I fucking <laughs> we've done this episode, Adam. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right. So I'm just over here trying to make Jeff laugh. That's the goal now. All right. I'm giggling. So here's to the not fun part. Uh, so I'm gonna get this out of the way right now. Uh. I hate anti-Semitism. Uh, the best and quickest way for me to not take anything you say seriously is for you to say some stupid shit about Jews controlling the weather or space lasers. Um, that this is happening. Do they? No, but people okay. have said this on <laughs> okay. both sides of the American political aisle within the past I'm year. Of space lasers. This is now. Uh, so. This is ever have either of you seen the movie Jojo Rabbit? It's a very good movie, and they go heavy into the fact that the nazis were teaching everyone that jews were magical beings so that needed to be if you down. get anything out of this just remember that world <laughs> war ii happened because fucking adolf hitler couldn't paint a fucking portrait for his life that is true he was a really good landscape artist but other than that uh anyway <clears throat> anyway uh anti-semitism bad if you go ha ha Jews got big noses and you're joking and shit and it's all comedy and satirical. I'm a firm believer in either you make fun of everything or you can't make fun of anything. Uh, not genuine, serious anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism, bad. Jews, not bad there. Um, I said it. I, I, I would like to think I speak for my co-hosts, but, you know, we'll go with it. Um, <clears throat> no, I concur. But also any kid that was in this... Youth, Hitler Youth, is that what that was called? Yeah, Hitler Youth. Uh, basically, all I can put into words is uh, fuck them kids. So <laughs> I will talk about this. Um, Anti Semitism was extremely common in Europe for like 200 years at this point. And it like the Jews got blamed for anything like 100 years before this. Um, it. It is your Europe even today is still a home for for anti-Semitism. Is it just um, because of the strong like Catholic 
no, presence, no, it, no, because like this takes place even in. Is it because of the downfall of Rome? Like what the no, fuck is this? No, so it has to do the Spanish with Inquisition. the fact that well, I mean, Jews were persecuted yes. during the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> I mean, yes, yet again, Adam, kinda, yeah, yeah. But it has it has to do so. Anti-Semitism in Europe derives from the idea that Jews are moneylenders and therefore they're rich and get rich off of everyone else's suffering, um, and therefore every Jew is bad because they are greedy moneylenders and going for your shekels. Um, and shit like that. And like they're, they conspire fucking the Germans thought the Jews were conspiring during world war one. The Germans thought the Jews were conspiring with the Russians and the Russians thought the Jews were conspiring with the Germans. And everyone thought the Jews were conspiring with the Italians. Everyone thinks that the Jews are conspiring with their enemy when the Jews are just kind of there. Um, you know, just being human beings. Exactly. Uh, with wearing little hats, like that's really all they are. The only thing different is uh, yarmulkes. Yarmulkes, yeah. Yeah, yarmulkes. Uh, All they do is wear little hats and don't eat pork. That's really all Jews do. Um, So because of that, a lot of the Hitler youth stuff, that that gave Hitler the in for his anti-Semitic and everything anti-Jew and white nationalist, everything. He took and a, a little ball that was forming in Europe at that time with anti-Semitism and fucking ran 200 yards to the end zone. Um, so we'll skip past that horrible analogy, but uh, that, that, that analogy is on purpose because yes, football field, hundred yards, Hitler took in an extra hundred. He forced, shits he, and giggles. he forced Gump to that shit. Yeah. Uh, even though he would have killed Forrest Gump, uh, yeah, so true. now Rommel Rommel was definitely anti-Semitic, if not an anti-Semite. Uh, he wasn't Hitler and Goebbels anti-Semitic, but he was quoted as not approving of, of quote, not approving of Jewish clanness, clannishness, and being, quote, suspicious of the large wealth the Jews have collected. Uh, in 1938, Rommel visited Switzerland and stated Swiss soldiers had a remarkable understanding of our Jewish problem. Uh, these statements are in line with the general anti-Semitism of Europe at the time. We'll discuss what he did for and against the Jews a little later. I think we, if we put everything in one spot with the anti-Semitism, it'll be easier to find a conclusion. One thing to note, at this time, he was not immune to Hitler's charismatic nature and thought that Hitler was born to revive the pride of Germany. Um, and because I am a bad podcaster, I forgot to give my source. Oof. I mean, uh, I do it literally almost yep, every time. Yep. I literally uh, tried to remind myself. Part uh, two, I think we went like halfway through the episode, yeah. we went through sources. So uh, My source for this was Desert Fox by Samuel W. w. Mitchum Jr. Um, I, did, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. Uh, it was a really good, really good read. Um, one thing to take note about this author, uh, he is one of those guys that thinks the civil war was for states rights, um, which it wasn't, it was about slavery. So just keep that little chestnut in the back of your mind. When you read about him, I, again, I like his, I like it, him as an author. I think he's pretty good. Um, I think it's, he takes a different angle for certain types of things, but there, there is that book he wrote that is wrong. Um, so keep that in mind. If you read it, uh, I also took certain things from like Wikipedia and doing other research. Um, all right. 
<sighs> now, we aren't here to discuss Rommel's military maneuvers, but we will briefly cover his postings because, one, I find them interesting, and it's because it's important to understand that for the majority of the war, Rommel wasn't in Germany. Um, yeah, he was holding the front on fucking North Africa. Exactly. Uh, in August 1939, Rommel was second in command of Hitler's escort through occupied Poland. In early 1940, Rommel was promoted to general and became head of the 7th Panzer Division. This helped enforce the idea that Rommel was Hitler's favorite because he was promoted over several more senior officers. Um, Rommel would play minor roles in the invasions of the Netherlands, Belgium, and France. Uh, from 1941 to 1943, Rommel was appointed commander of the Africa Corps, or the DAK. Uh, so I, I have to mention this because I'm just not going to feel comfortable doing this if I don't mention it. Um, while reading, just doing like brief stuff and pulling stuff from online, um, there, while he was in uh, France and he was doing the offense, of, he was helping with the offensive through France, um, his division was stated that they were executing uh, black civilians in France, in a French town. Um, this was his division. It also doesn't say what units. And at this time, there were SS units in parts of every division. So while it was Rommel's division, also divisions are fucking massive. Uh, there is a very solid chance that it was actually an SS unit implanted in Rommel's division. I will let you do with what you will with that. But I just feel like I needed to say that for myself um also a fun fact um if we're going to get into the fact that he was in north africa a lot i think we should probably bring up the reason why there is a fight in north africa yeah yeah because it's a thing that not many people really pay attention to no it's the forgotten front it's been called um a lot of the reason they were in north africa was to help with the italian alliance um and to secure oil from the Suez Canal. Yeah, uh, basically, the, Su- the entire was, thing was to control the Suez Canal. Yeah, the, mostly for yeah. the Suez Canal to take control of being able to get oil you de- from You'd essentially Asia, control the Mediterranean if you control the Suez. Which is, if you if you don't know, a lot of the oil comes from the Middle East and Asia. Yeah. So you control that. You control the amount of oil. Yes, and that was can- currently in un- under British control. Mm-hmm. You got that. Uh, that's your little brief introduction of why there is even a war in the North Africa in North Africa. Um, so uh, was appointed commander of the Africa Corps. Uh, here he would head he would go head to head with British General Montgomery. Uh, during these battles, Rommel had tricked and outmaneuvered Montgomery on so many occasions that by the end of the campaign, Montgomery inadvertently let Rommel escape because he was terrified of walking into a trap. Uh, the entire time in North Africa, Rommel was short on fuel and men, because in Africa, the German supply chain relied on the Italians, and the Italians fucking hated Rommel, uh, because Rommel called, them, called all their officers fat and incompetent to their face. They were all fat and incompetent. I was going to uh, say, I mean, yeah, he's they, not they wrong. Were, yeah, they were all completely <laughs> fat and incompetent and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. There Italy was like kind of fucking sucked in World War II. There was like <laughs> one general that was competent, and he became friends with Rommel. Uh, everyone else fucking hated his guts. Uh, 
Um, it's probably all those fucking cannolis they keep fucking making. Yeah, right? Fucking. Yeah, it'd be so much greater if all they did was fucking make and eat cannolis. They'd be so much better at war. Proof yeah. that they aren't. Okay, maybe they need to make more than just cannolis. Lasagna. Name Lasagna one thing that and the cannolis. have given to this world other than cannolis. Lasagna, pasta. pizza, pasta, fucking spaghetti, bullshit. meatballs. I have to take this call. I am sorry. That's fine. Well, let's continue listing what else Italy has brought to the world. Um, gelato. Um, um, breadsticks, I feel like. I'm not sure on that one. That could be France. Greece. Italy brought in Greece. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to go in on that one? <laughs> nope. Because I'm confused on how the fuck Italy brought Greece into this. All right. Isn't Greece in Italy? No, Gre- Greece is its own fucking country, my guy. I don't believe you. <laughs> That's why Sparta and Athens are two places. I don't believe you. <laughs> huh. Well, I guess this is a thing we get to go into. <laughs> so <laughs> the Greek mythology is because Greece is a country and they had their own empire at one point. And by that, I mean they had the Athens and the Spartans. And they didn't get along trying to take over who ruled what. And then you had Mount Olympus, where they thought the gods reside. And none of that is actually in Italy, surprisingly. Hold on, I'll pull up a map so you can see this. (laughs) I got you. Fuck are you, Greece? You stupid bitch. There it is. All right, so. I don't have the ability to screen share, and you're not going to give it to me. (laughs) All right. Son of a bitch. I'll just send you a picture on Snapchat. You good? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm uh, explaining to Adam. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Well, he doesn't edit out. it, so he won't ever hear it because this is no, not he, going in the podcast. He'll find out in the what? unedited. No, what is it? No, he'll find out in the unedited. So, Adam, I'm just going to hold on. I'll circle them for you. So, this. Okay, don't say names. So, Nick has yeah, no yeah. clue. So, what we're this talking is about. over here. And this <laughs> is over what here. Why do I feel like Adam didn't know, got Italy and Greece confused? Uh, how about you fuck off? Adam, Adam got Italy and Greece confused, didn't he? He didn't get them confused. <laughs> he got their geographical location confused. Uh, yeah, way worse than what you're thinking there. <laughs> How do you confuse Italy and Greece? He didn't confuse them. He thought Greece was a city in Italy. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> then I had to explain to him how that's not a thing because Athens and Sparta are two cities in Greece. And how Greece wasn't a unified country until after World War II. Um, well, this had nothing to do with World War II, Nick. I know, I'm just saying, Greece, we, we Greece is on another fucking... Greece. We went on with the things that were uh, brought to the world from Italians, and um, Adam uh, said Greece. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Jeff, fun, fun fact, Jeff, the Italians came after Greece. Jeff, I think your map's wrong. <laughs> is, this, is this your truth? Is that what you're about yeah. to tell me? This is your truth? So what's happening here is just like how the map shows that the countries, certain countries are bigger and smaller than what they actually are. Um, That's what your map's doing right now. Also, German high command was not sending them enough supplies because everything they had was going to the Eastern Front to fight the Soviets. Uh, An interesting thing about Rommel's war war strategy was that he didn't see the desert as a land campaign, but as a naval battle. Uh, holding a thousand miles of desert was a point was as pointless as a thousand miles of blue water. 
what was important were the carriers and the islands they where you can launch attacks from um so the fortresses and the oasises throughout the desert that was important not holding fucking strips of sand um this is why rommel knew africa was lost this is why when rommel knew africa was lost and he wanted to retreat and save his men hitler said no until rommel had to disobey uh he lost like 2000 men because hitler kept saying no uh, after finally retreating to Italy, he found thousands of gallons of oil that the Italians never sent, uh, along with ammunition and tanks. He said that if he had the oil, he would have been able to take Egypt a year before the retreat. Yeah, that adds up. That also sounds like something Italy would do. Yeah. Uh, Italy, fucking, also, World War II, Italy's fucking garbage. Granted, the Allies were sinking, like, one out of every three ships that Italy sent to resupply the Africa Corps. Um, yeah, so that's not including the British ships that are there, also. Yeah, so you know, uh, in the Suez Canal that they own, yeah. Uh, in also Britain had air superiority because, like, the Luftwaffe was like a hundred planes in North Africa. Um, so Britain just had total air superiority. Uh, unfortunately, enough for Rommel, there were like frequent sandstorms, so it just wasn't that big of a deal because the planes couldn't get off the ground. Um, in 1943, Rommel was put in charge of Army Group B and the defense of Italy from Allied invasion, but Hitler would change his mind and instead put in charge General Kesselring, Ring, Kesselring, who would be charged with murdering 300 Italian civilians at Nuremberg. Uh, this is one of those guys who found the not fun hanging. Uh, after that, Rommel and Army Group B moved to the Atlantic Wall to prepare for the eventual Allied invasion. From the begging Rommel, from the beginning, from the beginning, uh, from the beginning, Rommel said Normandy would be the main invasion points, but Hitler said it would be the shorter crossing to the north. Once again, Rommel wasn't given the supplies or men he needed. Uh, I'm now going to explain what the SS was. Uh, the SS absolutely fucks everything Rommel was trying to do in Normandy. Uh, so the SS was an auxiliary force alongside the German army that only took orders from Hitler or the, or SS command. So basically, even though Rommel was a field marshal, the highest rank in the German army, uh, and SS lieutenants wouldn't have to obey his orders because Rommel wasn't SS. Um, now, uh, the SS were the Hitler fanatics, uh, who fully bought the Aryan bullshit. Uh, in order to be in the SS, you had to be blonde hair, blue eyed, and needed to prove that you were pure Aryan blood for three generations back. Um, the majority of officers tried and executed at the Nuremberg trials were SS officers because the SS only took orders from Hitler. They followed Hitler's stupid military orders. Uh, so Hitler put all his tank, his SS tanks in Paris. So they were, not just useless, but extra useless. Um, basically, by putting all of an entire SS battalion in Paris, uh, it was too far away from Normandy to be able to help Rommel during his defense and too far up to be able to help the reserves in their last line defense. So they just got ran over by the allies because Hitler was an idiot and didn't have any they military thought in his brain. 
they had yeah a lot of really dumb shit like yeah, germany stretched themselves so so thin from fighting a war on three different fronts yeah um so uh unfortunately rommel wasn't at normandy when the allies attacked and by the time he could get back it was far too late uh while he was trying to perform damage control in the french countryside on july 17th 1944 his car was run off the road by an raf fighter uh rommel had three skull fractures and glass was all over the left side of his face um and his driver took a bullet to his right arm absolutely shattering it um most of the doctors considered these wounds to be fatal here was the thing about rommel uh, he was always at the front, and whenever he took over a new command, he would perform a he would perform a PT test, so a physical training test, uh, with all of his officers, and they fucking hated it because he was making guys in their thirties quit. Uh, so he was in peak physical condition for a man half his age. This is where we get into July twentieth. Um, have either of you seen the movie Valkyrie with Tom Cruise? No, no, I highly recommend it. It is a fantastic movie. Um, so without getting too far into the January, the July 20th plot, uh, because that could be literally an eight hour episode, uh, I'm going to do my best to summarize it. Basically, a bunch of mayors, doctors, and high ups in German society, uh, conspired to kill Hitler. Uh, they managed to so basically they came to the realization oh shit he's a lunatic and he's losing us the war if we kill him and put someone else in charge who's not a lunatic maybe we can negotiate with england and the u.s and not get absolutely butt fucked by the soviets which is what happens is germany gets butt fucked by the soviets um if russia wasn't happy no no they were not losing two million men in a day will do that to you uh-huh. Uh, so uh, they get man- they managed to get Rommel on their side because Rommel was tired of watching his men die for the ego of a madman. He agreed to be to be uh, he agreed to a military coup as long as they promised not to kill Hitler. He was worried that Hitler would become a Nazi martyr and felt that he needed to be alive to stand trial in front of the Allies, um, especially the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, the main conspirators lied to Rommel and tried to assassinate Hitler with a bomb on July 20th and basically oust the SS from the German army. And again, watch the movie Valkyrie. It is a great job of explaining it. Really good movie. Um, Got this. So basically they find out that Hitler's still alive. Basically a dude moves, moves a suitcase two feet and Hitler lives because the assassination plan fails basically all the conspirators just fucking start killing themselves because they knew that they they know that they're fucked uh one guy sits in his office takes two guns and pulls both triggers at the same time on both sides of his head um he was very thorough one man was not he was a french mayor who when the plot failed was asked hey why did you kick all of the SS out of your town on the day that Hitler was almost assassinated? Uh, to which he replied, oops, uh, was on his way to Berlin, asked to get out to pee and put a bullet in his mouth, which didn't kill him. In immense pain, 
uh, and hopped up on drugs, he was only uttering one word to the Gestapo and the SS. Rommel. 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 Four. Uh, so, on October 13th, 1944, the Gestapo went to his house, went to Rommel's house, and laid out the evidence and gave Rommel a choice. Kill yourself and receive full military honors. Your family gets your pension. You're a war hero. Or stand a public trial, and most, most likely your family gets thrown into ruin at best, and at worst, they get killed. Uh, Rommel ate a cyanide capsule on October 14th, 1944, and was buried with full military honors and an SS honor guard. So that's okay. life for Rommel. What now, war crimes did he commit? We're, we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. We can go into, was Rommel a good man on the wrong side of history or a Nazi piece of shit? I went into this thinking that he was a good man who stood up for the Jews when no one else would. I no longer think this. Rommel was without a doubt anti-Semitic, but so was most of Europe at that time, as we discussed earlier. There are first and second second-hand accounts that have been pretty well documented that Rommel would try and stop anti-Jew violence in the 20s. There are also several accounts of Rommel doing absolutely nothing and watching Jews get the shit beat out of them and being sold from. Um, then there is North Africa. There are... This is an area of recent dispute. Uh, for about 60 years, Rommel was called quote, the good German in the West. This had a lot to do with anti-Soviet propaganda and Western efforts to rearm and rebuild the West German military. Now, is this true? Rommel's first biographer was a British POW who said Rommel willfully ignored orders from Berlin to kill Jewish POWs. There are also reports that he ordered Jews to perform forced labor and walk ahead of his men to clear minefields. There would be your war crimes. Uh, I'll do it. Yeah, I didn't have time to fully research this because I found this claim today, um, but I doubt he did that. Uh, it was well documented that German citizens. It was well documented that German citizens who lived. The fuck am I reading? Where's the thing that I'm looking for? Oh, okay. Uh, it is well documented that German citizens who lived a few miles from concentration camps didn't know that the Holocaust was happening. Um, when Patton cleared, liberated, I can't remember which concentration camp, um, he took every German within a 10-mile radius, ten every German citizen, and made them walk through the camp. Uh, almost every one of those citizens threw up and was got PTSD from walking through because they didn't know what was happening in their own country. Um, obviously, they knew their Jewish neighbors were being disappeared by the government, and we can talk about how evil regimes rely on the ignorance of the populace another day. Uh, happens quite a bit. Uh, my point is Germans in Germany didn't know the Holocaust was happening. Rommel, 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 hadn't been in Germany for about three years when the Holocaust was at its peak. Um, when he was, he was either meeting with Hitler or visiting his family in Austria and the German lowlands when they moved. Uh, another 
is Rommel's use of mines. Uh, so there's a claim that he forced Jewish civilians to walk through minefields to clear for his tanks. Um, it is very well established that uh, Rommel used mines in war, and he was having his men dig up enemy mines and reuse them in mind-blowing ways against uh, the British. Um, so having the Jews walk over them is very out of character, and you can't reuse mines that got blown up. That got exploded. Um, Especially are, if he was low on ammunition yeah, in the first place, like why were, wouldn't he they, reuse them? Yeah, exactly. Um, there are also witnesses to Rommel seeing the order to kill Jews and throwing it out. Uh, in the end, I think Rommel was lullabied by Hitler, like the rest of the country. He was bitter at the Treaty of Versailles and wanted glory for himself and his country. I think he was never pro-Jew. I do think in the early years of the Nazis' rise, he was against Jewish violence when he was certain it wouldn't hurt his career. But if standing up would hurt his career, he'd just ignore it. I mean, obviously, from the way he died. Overall, I think he was a decent man with many flaws. Do I think he was good? No. Was he better than most? Yes. Granted, when you're dealing with Nazis, it's not exactly a high bar. Yeah, I think I would agree. Um, It sounds like, especially in his time in Africa, he just did what he had to do. Like, when it comes to war, if you're on the good side or the bad side, you're just kind of doing what you can to survive. And maybe that's different for people who are higher up, but I mean, for people in the lower ranks who are actually doing the fighting, it you kind of just do what you have to do. There, I don't, if I remember correctly, there were like, there was like a single SS battalion in North Africa with Rommel. So other than that, he had full control and like full faith of his men, other when he was out either sick or visiting Germany. Um, also, his goal wasn't to capture Jews, kill Jews. His goal was to fucking try to take the Egypt, Suez Canal. Yeah, he was trying to get to Egypt. Yeah, he's trying um, to take the fucking Suez Canal. There are accounts that Rommel ordered these things. I did my best to try and verify them and do like read up on them. I don't. Do I think it happened? I don't, based on so many accounts that he didn't do this the term the good german i do believe was western propaganda um because like i said he wasn't anti he wasn't pro-jew and he wasn't pro-holocaust it was mostly that he just wasn't in germany yeah he did get the order to kill germans or to kill Jewish POWs. And this was towards the end of the Africa campaign. And it was at this point where Hitler was no longer like him and Hitler were no longer on their honeymoon period because Hitler cost lives of lives of so many of his men and so many tanks. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I would agree. I think you put him on the other side of the war. He's going to be a fucking war hero. Like, without a doubt. I, I think he was a better man than Patton. Yeah. Patton was a piece of shit. Patton was, Patton was not a good guy. It's uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's just a matter of... he What he did was bad, no matter what. 
because i mean it's war most things that happen war shit um but when it comes to world war ii and being a german he's on the lower end of bad shit there's way 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 worse things that happened with people who were a part of the german army than what rommel did so granted like Maybe he did lead the Jews in front to hit mines. Maybe he didn't, Maybe whatever. He didn't. There are also claims that he sent them to an Italian concentration camp. Um, Still, what he did is lesser than what the like the SS and the Germans the guards, did. And, yeah. yeah. The, the idea of a clean army. So, like, there's the Western idea. It was Western propaganda that the German army was clean, and it was the SS that did all the evils. That is not true. That is well documented yeah. that actual just German soldiers were doing horrible things. Oh, yeah. Um, the SS was just the lead of it. Yeah. Um, and then there's the propaganda that the Africa Corps and the Africa campaign was the campaign was the war without hate. Um, you got to hate also, your enemy to kill them. Yeah. Uh, and do I think that he wanted all of them dead? I don't think so. Do I think that? They were trying to openly just murder every Jew. I don't think so. Uh, I'm sure that there were contingents of the Africa Corps that absolutely fucking hated Jews and wanted to kill every single one of them. Um, do I think that was an order Rommel gave? I do not think so. Yeah, I could agree with that. Piece of shit, but probably not as big of a piece of shit as everyone thinks. I is. would say he falls just short of being a piece of shit. Maybe. I would say he falls just short. Yeah. I don't think he was a good man, but I, because he never was openly pro-Nazi and was never part of the Nazi party. Yeah. Adam, any uh, ideas or things? or uh, You're not as big of history nerds as us, but what do you think is an uninformed observer? Uh, conflicted. <laughs> conflicted? Yeah. Explain to us your confliction. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he did things that that did things that were good, did things that were bad. Um, and he's on the wrong side of the war. Yeah, he's on. Uh, uh, it's difficult trying to decide what was right, or like, like what, not necessarily what was right and wrong, but like what was what I should be thinking of him more so without having uh, him able to explain. It's also, it's the fact of what is what's propaganda, what's fact. And also what, what is he control and what is he not? What did he know and when? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Um, cause also like he was high enough up that things could happen under him that just get blamed on, which is like, like the, the, executing of black civilians in that french town there's a very good chance that it was it was it, well, it was his division <clears throat> but it's the, the odds officers are that in. the the odds are that he had no clue because he may have been 100 miles away not knowing yeah like like there's terrible things that he's yeah. that people are saying he's done that he could um, have zero part interv- in interviews with his son his son saw both sides his son saw him stand up for a Jewish family in their area and tell people to knock it off. Uh, he also said that Rommel asked for the Aryan proof of a boyfriend for his illegitimate daughter. So okay. yeah. he's he did both. 
I yeah. I think that he again I think he was very anti-Semitic, uh, but he wasn't Nazi anti-Semitic. Well, and like to be fair, like everyone is both good and bad. Yeah, have, Obvi- yeah. If, and if like, you think, go- if you look to your heroes to be perfect, you're gonna be greatly disappointed. Well, and like if you like, you have to look at how how he grew up, how he was raised and the ideologies that were okay back then and not okay. Mm-hmm. And like nowadays, like I, we, it's easy to look back on history and be like, well, obviously they were yeah, 87% wrong, but back then they could they have were only all right. been, yeah. yeah, they could have only been 60% you, wrong. You can't judge history in the morality of today. Yeah. If you do like, that, everything's going to be fucking off. Like True. back back then, like there used to be a time when women were not allowed to leave yeah. the kitchen legitimately. The, like that the, was their job. Was the best like, example to me of that is Thomas Jefferson, because Thomas Jefferson, great yes. man, wrote one of the greatest writings in human history in the Declaration of Independence. He was also a slave owner. He acknowledged that his slavery was bad, but he also acknowledged that it was required for his mm-hmm. place in in society. Yeah. If you look at him from today's standard, horrible because he was a slave owner. But you have to look at people uh, through the lens so of what their history, of what of what history was at that time. So Thomas Jefferson is my best is the best example of that. I could agree with that. Yeah, I mean, Nick, you're gonna be very upset, but they discussed that in Hamilton. <laughs> I know. I okay. figured. I figured. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could assume so, considering that's about the right time period. <laughs> All right, Nick, you wanna you wanna fucking wrap it up and take us out? Yeah. Hey, I do a link tree right now, right? Is that what I do? Yeah. So it, it's in the comments, so you yeah, don't even so. have to say. Anything. Oh, I don't even have to say anything. It's in the comments oh, down below. Sweet. Explain be what you the... can find on the link. So, <clears throat> what we have now is a tree. Now. It's not a tree of life. It's not a Christmas tree. It's not even a maple tree. It's a link tree. Not a LinkedIn, but a link tree. Now, on that link tree, you can find our Twitter, uh, where you can Tweety Bird at us. You can find our Instagram, where you can make graham crackers. You can find our Facebook, where you can put books in faces like a bully. Uh, You can also find our Patreon, or not our Patreon, but our patron on uh, Podbean, where you can like put beans and pods, kind of like peas, but different. Uh, like green beans, but yeah, not exactly. Exactly. Also, it's a Patreon, not a Patreon. Confusing, but different. Um, we all like different, but same. <laughs> exactly. Different, same, but same, same, but different. <laughs> but di- exactly. Kind of like a cannoli. Is it a burrito? Is it sweet? Is it not? Who knows? Um. Anyway, I think that's all of them. Is that all of them? You can also find our Spotify. We're on There's every. We're on every TikTok We're on Apple everything podcasts. you need. <laughs> This is just I'm not even reading. I'm just thinking the thing that's perfect is Christmas trees. We're not fucking professionals, so we don't have the standards to go through all of it for you. Yes, we are going to put the link tree in the description. Yes, Yes. and if you plant that link tree, uh you will get a a brutal tree. The only, to, chop down. Oh, the, the only way to people for the only way who listen. The only way to plant the link tree is to click. Go to the patron link and donate at one dollar or more. Yes, and we do consider this prostitution. I'm naked. debatable. 
Are you wearing you pants can also, now? You can also end this now. Like, we yeah. have been... Are you wearing pants? Also, thanks, everyone. We appreciate you. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs>